When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everybody welcome to tgif it's your girl claudia jordan and uh, we are back with another episode a fresh episode we're here to spill the tea and break down some of the biggest headlines in the news and on social media and later on the show you want to stick around when we're catching up with lifestyle specialist and president of the brand group la miss diddy and she is so connected and such a sweetheart so sit back relax and get ready for this hot tea please welcome al reynolds and funky dineva what's up fellas uh-huh. what's going on Claudia, mm. I don't know what type of show we're going to have today because I am not talking to Al Reynolds, okay? <laughs> well, he's not talking right. to me either because I called him on Friday after the show. He has not returned my phone call. So you called me on? Friday? And I texted you. I said, we need to talk. And you didn't call me back. You ignored me, Al. I am hurt. But Claudia, let me yeah. tell you this. Mess you must have been out drinking. No, it's right off, right when we got off the air. I even called Funky and told him. Go ahead, Funky, tell us. Messing around with Al, I don't got preeclampsia, okay? Y'all go on my Instagram and look how swollen up my feet is because Al had us scrolling all walking all the streets of New Orleans and I'm trying to look cute in some Gucci high tops and I don't broke both of my legs. They both are broke. <laughs> how you both broke? Um, look at I- we saw your we saw your pictures online, so um, that's just from hanging out a night with. I, see, I tried to tell you before. I didn't gave you the heads up about Al. You have to escape hanging out with Al because he will go hard. He don't know when to go home. They Al can go two days straight to party. But I'll say this really quickly because I know we don't got a lot of time to, to talk about essence soulmates, soulmate people. Y'all showed out, Claudia, producers. People in charge at Fox Soul. I didn't know how big our show was. Mm-hmm. Everywhere me and Al went, soulmates were coming up to us. Claudia, you were highly missed. Everybody was asking where you were. I had to tell them she was supposed to be here for the White House, the EPA, the flights, yada, 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 yada. Um, but the soulmates represented and all the celebrities stopped. That's true. It was like they love the show. They want to be on the show. Yada, yada, yada. Me and Al did a lot of networking. So shout out to y'all soulmates. And Al, Q told me that even Missy Elliott mentioned something that she watched. She's familiar with the show. Yes. Yes, she did. At her what? party. So Q, Q escaped early. He missed her. But I stayed to the end of her party and she came in and that, yep, exactly. She said, she, she was like, you know, we watch. I was like, oh, that was pretty cool to hear. And, oh, and at the party, they were announcing our name. <laughs> they were saying Q. They were saying uh, Miss Funky Dineva and Al Reynolds from TGIF while the DJ was playing at her party, too. So that was really oh, cool. That's so, that's so, that's so good. And I'm, I'm sad I didn't get to meet y'all. My booking, there was all that flight issue, so my booking got canceled. So I was going to try to come and surprise you, but it was just too hard. So I kicked in in Dallas. I'm walking up to the American Airlines Center, right, the arena for the big three game on Saturday. And there was a, there was these two people that looked like they were living on the streets and they were eating like, you know, whatever. And he was like, Claudia, I watch TJF. Oh, I got makeup on my face. And, and I was like, wait, you do? Can I record this? And he said, yes, I roll up on him. And he had messages for both of y'all. Mm-hmm. He really watches the show because he like was being specific about the show. And I was just was like, he said, I've been watching ever since it was on just the app. And it just ah. meant a lot to me. Like he's on the streets. He was literally living on the streets. But he he said he does not miss an episode. So we are everywhere. Yeah. Fox Soul people, accounting people. <laughs> <laughs> this last contract, I know we had a little next time we all light y'all asses up. I'm just like, get that money ready. Just get the money ready. What did you say? Little yang yang yang. Are y'all drinking tonight or y'all want you want out from the weekend? I'm worn out. I'm drinking Pedialyte and water. No drinking here. Oh yeah, I must have done a lot for Al not to drink. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, you must have really done too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the chat, uh, Cannabis Ramon says, I see I was turned up with Miss Bailey. Uh-huh. 804 Smiley said, Al, I'm trying to party with you. I haven't been out to have a good time in a while. And Lucy Lou said, the girls are popular. Okay. Yes. <laughs> we we got to get some meet and greet set up uh, around the country because people really want to they want to see us all together too. True. All right. Well, we will get more into the show now. All right. Before we, oh, before we start the show, our very own Al Reynolds had the opportunity to cover the red carpet at the 2023 BT Awards. We don't want to forget about that. Let's take a look. Oh. What's up, Soulmates and TJI fans? It's Al Reynolds coming to you live from the pink carpet here at the 2023 BT Awards, where we're celebrating 50 years of hip hop. Tell us, do you feel the influence that you've had over the last, what, three, four decades? Yeah, I mean, to hear an average person on the street say, yo, yo, your music got me through college. Your music got me through Desert Storm. I think that's a blessing. Come on, DJ, 50 years of hip-hop. What does it mean to be participating in this today? I mean, it's amazing. Hip-hop is everything for me. I'm a kid from Queens that grew up seeing Run DMC, LL Cool J, and uh, if it wasn't for hip-hop, I wouldn't be a DJ. Supposed to have been a fad in 79 with, um, like I said, Don Cornelius and Russell was sitting down saying it was going to be a fad, and now it's 2023. I watched the evolution of hip-hop and how we went from being kind of like in the basements to mainstream and all the commercials and Super Bowl. It's everywhere. Hip-hop was meant to be here, it means that hip hop is certified, solidified, and crunk live like the yin yang twin. That's what it means. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It feels amazing. We've always talked about bridging the gaps and this is a great opportunity to, you know, show those who are coming up what what it was like in 1990, you know? Yes, I know. It's just a big, giant celebration, 50th year of, his, uh, of hip hop. I don't know if I'll be in the hundreds. So we got we got a party tonight like it's 1999. We're honoring Lifetime Achievement Award is going to Buster Rhymes. Tell me, what can you say about Buster Rhymes and his influence on the culture? He's unique. Uh, there's nothing like him. Um, creative. That's what I love about him the most. He's so creative. I always tell him all the time, he embodies hip hop. He's done so many dope records and been, his videos so animated and you know, set the bar so many times, so it's only right that he gets this award, you know, and I'm gonna be glad to see and happy to see them get it. Okay, Soulmates and TGI fans, this is Al Reynolds signing out of the 2023 BET Awards. Very nice. Al, tell us about how it felt. How was it for you? And, and Claudia, you were there. Um, it was just overwhelming, good energy, supporting hip-hop and its influence. I think we tried to catch every old head. We got to talk to Uncle Luke. We also got to talk to Trick Daddy. Some people we weren't able to include in the two-minute. But I got to say this, everybody, soulmates and TJI fans, Claudia was the belle of the ball that day. <laughs> she tore that carpet up from the top to the bottom and she felt it and she looked really good. Thank you, Al. Speaking of looking good, what about the old heads looking better than a lot of the young folks? Like Big Daddy Kane, Yo-Yo looked amazing. Like these people are taking good care of themselves and they look really good, don't you think? Yep, yep, yep. They sure were. Oh, and Q and I saw Big Daddy Kane at at Essence. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. Okay, y'all have to give me that teeter on the commercial. <laughs> well, good job, Al. Let's get back to the show. Hey, Janelle Monae is receiving backlash on social media for showing off her areola during a performance at the Essence Festival. Now, the singer was taking a stance on speaking out against men who tend to police women's bodies. One person wrote, I don't think this is the empowerment that women need right now, but to each their own. Be safe, though. And another person wrote, I liked her when she thought she was James Brown. What are, what is going on with her? Hmm. All right, y'all. What, what do you guys feel about Janelle Monae showing off her areola? I remember she used to be extremely conservative and buttoned up. And do you think people missed the point? Q, let's go. I think she poorly executed the point that she was trying to make. I'm 100% in agreement that we got to move away from this men. I, when we start talking about men policing women's bodies, I think that conversation is more about their BBLs, their surgeries, what they wear, what makes a hole, what's not a hole. Um, if this was Coachella, maybe I would have been able to get down with the nipple flash, but this is the pulled up blacks. All right, this the D.C. Blacks, this the Atlanta Blacks, this the Houston Blacks, this the Claire Huxtable Blacks, this the upper echelon of New York Blacks. You don't come to Essence to to to, to do the nudity, Janelle. So while I love Janelle, I think that uh, she missed the mark 
with what she was trying to accomplish. Yeah, I agree with you, Q. I mean, you and I were there, actually. We didn't get to see the actual reveal of the nipple, but this isn't the first time she did it in May. She did it in May of this year at her one of her live performances. I think um, that even though Essence is a women's empowerment weekend, it's also very heavily family, Q. You remember all the kids we saw walking around? And it's also very church-related. And so they're a little bit more prudish that that then I think watching her on stage flipping her her breast out. Um, so it, it, maybe the idea was good, but just the execution was wrong. So unconditional queen, I mean unconditional Ocean Eleven says she's always been a sexual being, and it's been in her music, guys. Unconditional, I agree, but you shouldn't be children out there. Y'all always want to holler. What about the children? What about the children? Well, what about the children? We didn't pay our good money for them nosebleed seats. Last week, the Supreme Court overturned affirmative action at public and private colleges and universities. Well, now lawyers for civil rights on behalf of the Chica Project, the African Community Economic Development of New England, and the Greater Boston Latino Network filed a civil rights complaint against Harvard, claiming that the college's legacy of admission systematically disadvantages applicants of color. Al, what are your thoughts on this? Hey, I thought that this was a clever little dig to Harvard. Now, we know that if federally, if you're going to get rid of admissions policy that positively impact underrepresented communities, then you should apply the same standards for students granted legacy status. And we know in Harvard's case that their special preference is in the admission process to hundreds of mostly white students because they were either relatives went to Harvard or because their parents donated a lot of money to Harvard. And 25% of those white students would not be accepted were it not for legacy administration, I mean, at admissions. So I think this is very clever. I think it's smart and do unto one as you do it to others, right? I mean, that is absolutely true. And, and we should point out that the lawsuit does point out that Harvard's special consideration of applicants whose family members went to the school or have donated to it is tantamount to racial consideration. So, you know, it's weird. Al, I would have never thought in our lifetime that we would have seen so many things being overturned or sent backwards. Mm -hmm. Honestly, mm -hmm. I was one of those people who never thought that you know, martial law would ever be something that we would see in our lifetime. But the way we're going and repealing and regressing, Al, I think in the next 20 years, our ass might be back on the damn plantation. Isn't that crazy? That's what it feels like. And I think it's been a targeted and it's been strategic. And it started during uh, Donald Trump's administration. See, we should have paid much more attention to who he was appointing to the Supreme Court because now he has us by our, you know what, our balls politically. And right now with legislation, that's definitely setting us back, Q, just like you said. Indeed. Well, listen, coming up next, we are catching up with the president of the brand group, L.A., Miss Diddy. And Claudia will be back with us. She had a bit of a technical difficulty. Stick around. <laughs> Welcome back to TGIF. All right, tonight's guest is a powerhouse entertainment boss who establishes meaningful work that drives a culture forward. Please give it up for president of the brand group LA, the beautiful and accomplished Miss Diddy. Hey, girl. Thank you. <laughs> How are you feeling? I, I see your name on I see your name on everything. Like you are that girl, not just in LA. You're just that girl, period. So we are happy to have you here. Thank you, Claudia. First of all, thank you even for the love you showed last year to Tulsa by Hollywood. I really appreciated it. I've been meaning to like see you in person and tell you. So thank you guys for having me. It means so much. I love you guys' show and I'm so appreciative to be here. You know, Ms. Diddy, we might have to uh, partner up and do a meet and greet with TGIF in LA and have you run it because you are the woman that would run everything and make it big. Um, we'll talk after the show. We'll do it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're down for that. All right, Miss Diddy. Now, as a young mogul who is straight out of Compton, how does your upbringing prepare you to dominate the marketing and branding space? You know, for me, I always say and yell from like the mountaintops that I'm from Compton, just be, um, 
I'm so sorry. Oh, just because I'm so proud of being a young black girl from the inner city. And I feel like it's super important to show, you know, the young kids coming up, like you can have a professional business. You can be a professional entrepreneur if you want to, or even if you work a nine to five, just work hard at it. So for me, it was, it's always important that I say I'm from Compton only because I really want to show the inner city kids, like, there's a way, there's a way out and there's a way to come back and bring some more with you. You know, I love that you do that. I you know, Diddy, Miss Diddy, I, I first got introduced to you with your social media presence. And I got two questions for you. Your social media presence reads like black socialite. Can you just okay. tell the people what the hell you do? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, it's, it's funny because I'm so, I do business. I'm a business person. I'm an entrepreneur. So that looks like many facets, you know, as mm-hmm. black people, we have so many different things that we can do. You might see an actor that can sing, that can rap, that can dance, that can whatever. And for me, I've just been a girl that know that has made a lot of great relationships and is the person that people call to make things happen. So I have a marketing firm. It's technically marketing. I'm a marketer. Um, and so that can show up in different ways. I can show up in an event that can show up in a brand wanting to bring me on to promote their, um, their uh, product or whatever the case may be, create a marketing campaign. So that's funny. And I understand why you say that. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, and and secondly, as a black woman in this male dominated arena, what are some of the challenges that you face when trying to establish deals with major brands? You know, what's interesting is I didn't face too many challenges gender wise. I don't believe um, because I'm a bit of a firecracker. And I think like I kind of demand a certain level of respect that, just kind of came with how I am, my personality, my edge, um, being from the hood. But, you know, for what I do, I do understand that men are always going to respect or look at another male in a way that they may not look at a woman. And so there's ways in which you just got to present it early on. Sometimes you got to check people and sometimes you got to let people know I'm a hundred percent business. And this is what I, this is what I mean. So I think for me, the challenges for me is that I had to be a little more serious all the time when maybe I didn't want it to be a little more relaxed and I couldn't, I didn't have the luxury to do that. You know, mm-hmm. Miss yeah. Diddy, it's been reported yeah. that black women are leading the nation and starting their own business, black women like you, and they're being, they're doing it very successfully. But my yeah. question is how does this historic news impact the work that you devote uh, to the brand group LA? You know, I think what we're all doing, even you three in this show and, you know, the making of Fox So and Beyond or like what I do, I think that we're writing our own black history book. We're writing our own American history book and our own global history book. Right. And so all of these, maybe I'm, I'm a little fish in a big pond, but maybe I inspired, I don't know, 10,000 young girls to create their own business or go in which the way I go. And then they, they go create more, you know? So for me, I try to keep in mind that it's a bigger picture because a lot of times I don't feel like doing everything that I have to do in order to keep it going. So I'm proud to be um, a woman and I'm proud to be in this generation because I think that this is when it's like showing, like really showing up the bravery of it, you know? Speaking of bravery, Ms. Diddy, and your amazing work, Black Excellence was in full effect at your annual Toast to Black Hollywood event. Super dope. Yeah. Fantastic. Now, what inspired you to create the concept? And can you tell us about some of this year's honorees? Yeah, you know, I wanted to create like a peer to peer moment publicly where we were able to be like, yo, you're killing it. I love what you're doing. We all support you because I think we get in moments in this business where sometimes we don't see seen or feel seen or feel heard or you wonder it like we, you guys were talking about essence and how everybody was coming up to to, to you guys and saying how you know they watched the show and stuff like that mm-hmm. i wanted to create that moment like amongst us publicly you know and so i really started it years ago before everyone started doing like honoring events so probably like nine ten years ago i really i started it and that was the concept behind it because i was the girl that people would call but may not know that I made the whole play happen you know so um even early so this year I really wanted to do like um I had like Dorian Renard I know you guys probably know Dorian Mm -hmm. Dorian's like killing it in a black male beauty space which is like 
incredible. I was there with him from the moment he created Butter um, until what it is now. I had Zarina uh, Akers, who I love mm. Zarina. She's Beyonce stylist and more. That's not her only uh, uh, facet of work. Um, we had some uh, dope women. Well, Eva Marcel, love Eva. Eva is a hometown girl. Eva's from LA, just like me. We grew up <laughs> together. Freaking love her. Um, look, I'm like, who else? It was so many. I've been seeing all they pick their pictures and their faces for so long. But we uh, I had a really good group of people that I really respect and, I, and I'm proud to have had them. Wendy Osefo, Dr. Wendy Osefo, honey. Um, that's my good sis over on the East Coast. And She's killing it on Housewives, of course, but she's just a really accomplished Black woman. And I think it's important to remind the world, right, that she's that as well. Um, I don't have a doctor in front of my name. She do. So, you know, I love it. Mm-hmm. I love to see it and I love to celebrate it. Well, Ms. Diddy, what can the soulmates expect from you next? I know you're super busy and uh, they want to keep up with you. I'm about to try to go on a yoga retreat or something. I'm tired. (laughs) But definitely can follow me on social media. I'm also, I started my charity last year called Brown Girl Lux. Um, I had fibroid uh, removal surgery. It's called a myomectomy. And there's a lot of black and brown women that are struggling and battling with uterine fibroid disease. So I started my charity. I'm going to do some really high level push on that and really helping the community. My surgery was super expensive. I'm grateful to God that I was able to pay for it, but I know that's not the case for a lot of women. So I want to help um, women be able to, to do that financially. Well, thank you so much, Miss City, for blessing us. And we will continue to keep our eye on you and all the fabulous thing we do. And I sent you my number in the chat. We're going to talk about this event now. We're talking about this. Uh-huh. Okay. The brand group going to produce it. We're going to get it going. Okay. It's going to be cute. It's going to be cute. All right. Y'all heard it here first, soulmates. Meet and greet in LA coming up soon. Yes. Thank you so much. Coming up next, a bird thief is on the loose in Florida and later find out what we would do in sticky situations. Stay tuned. All right, welcome back to more TGIF. All right, y'all. Whether good, bad, ugly, or just plain dumb, the tea is always overflowing with crazy news stories out of the beautiful state of Florida. And that's why we're giving you the 411 in What the Florida? <laughs> Hit the like button if you want to hear Matt more stories about Florida. Hit that like button if you like that segment. Okay. A Florida man is wanted after stealing valuable birds from a home in Lake Worth Beach. According to local officials, the man has stolen 20 cockatoos, 10 baby cockatoos, four parakeets, 15 canaries, and 20 pigeons, totaling out to 69 birds, which are valued at $10,000. <laughs> Funky. What you got to say about the bird thief? You have, you have a defense of this? I, actually, I do. Um, as, oh. his, as, as his defense attorney, um, this story actually needs to be changed. He wasn't stealing the birds. He was rescuing them, okay? Because oh. nobody should be able to have that many birds in one house. And listen, them wasn't even... Them birds wasn't even worth stealing because it was 30 of them and they only totaled $10,000. So no, 69. No, those was those was Central Park birds. Those <laughs> those was those, those was power line birds. Them, them birds wasn't even worth nothing. That man was not stealing them birds. Matter of fact, he was uh training for Peter. He was setting them birds free. The more you try to explain, the worse <laughs> it sounds. Uh Sam Cook says always some mess in Florida. Mm-hmm. And why Marcus, uh, Marcy Ashby says, why is he stealing birds? Exactly. (laughs) All right. Moving on. A trusted Florida babysitter and her friend were arrested for allegedly kidnapping two kids, ages one and two, and dumping them in a park that's located 1000 miles from their home. Now, the duo allegedly took the children and their mother's car for a cross country trip from Panama City, Florida to Milwaukee and dumped them in a park unharmed once they found out the authorities were after him after them. Um, Funky, I would love to hear your excuse for this mess. Please. Uh, It's not her. It's not her. It's him. Because the story went, she asked the mom, the mom, she was watching the kids overnight. She asked the mom, could she borrow the car? The mom said, yes, just as long as you have it back when I get back. When she told her boyfriend she had a car, he was trying to flip a brick. 
So he said, we ain't got to rent a car. You run me up here to Milwaukee real quick. And, you know, she don't look like the brightest crayon in the box. So I'm moving that we strike her record due to mental incompetence. But it was him. He was the mastermind of this. And he probably ain't even from Florida. Robert oh, Williams said, Funky, just stop. <laughs> Funky, just stop. And and then, but, but yo, you know, you know she was crazy as hell and, and, and don't have the mental faculties to stand trial because y'all in the lady car that you dumped the kids. Like, did you not think you were gonna get in trouble for being in the lady car? Sam Williams says needs to be in straight jackets. Natural nature lover says electric chair. But I love seeing Al, don't you love seeing funky scramble to try to make his, his, his trash this trash? Right, baby? right. But these got kids, Funky. A one-year-old and a two. No, I know, I know. I dropped I off in a park. That really scared me, actually. That, Can you imagine what that parent was thinking? You know she mental. Y'all still in the stolen car. Y'all thought y'all was too busy worrying about getting in trouble for kidnapping the kids, but not for stealing the damn car. Trash, just trash. Another tragic Florida news, a man who seriously injured a dog after shooting the animal in the face is now facing 18 months in prison. The suspect, Jameer Lee Bright, told detectives that he allegedly woke up to a family member screaming that she was bitten by the dog, which led him to shoot the animal. What are your thoughts? We need to extradite his ass to Georgia and he need to get the Michael Vick treatment. Y'all even defend this. He didn't get enough time. 18 months, in my opinion, it is not enough time for shooting that dog in the face. Escredite his ass to Georgia and give him the Michael Vick treatment. That's about the same amount of time that one white cop got to shooting a black man outside. 18 months. <laughs> That's about Seriously? right, right? Yeah. Well, at least, he, at least he will be added to the animal abuse registry. That lasts for a minimum of, what, 15 years, if I'm not mistaken. And that registry is just like a sex offender or arson registry. He's not allowed to have a dog. He's not allowed to be in the presence of dog. And they have the ability to print and, you know, his, his personal information on the registry and post it in local papers. Well, I'm glad about that. KBJ says Funky can be my lawyer any day. Paige said, Funky should have been a litigator, LOL. <laughs> yeah, Sugar Love 91 Thomas says, is everybody crazy in Florida? I got to go on vacation there soon. <laughs> All right. We're just having a little fun picking on Florida. Keep it locked because coming up next, find out what we would do in a sticky situation. And later, British rapper Fredo, Fredo opens up about men who pamper. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show. Hey, soulmates, if there's some messy topics out there that you don't think we are getting to tonight and you want us to get to, throw them in the chat. I want to see what y'all say because we're going to throw a bonus story and say that we're just going to just go off the cuff of and, and just give our thoughts. So go ahead and I know I already know what y'all want us to talk about. I know what y'all want us to talk about. All right, soulmates, have you ever thought about what you how you would handle yourself if you were placed in the midst of an unexpected situation? Well, we like for you to chime in in the chat as we present various scenarios in a fun segment, we like to call hashtag WWYD. What would you do? All right, everybody, let's say you were dining at an expensive restaurant with your friend and you both agreed to split the bill, but your friend seems to have left their wallet at home and doesn't have access to electronic payments. What would you do? Would you cover the bill and trust they'll pay you back? And has this ever happened to you? Al is smiling over there. Al, what would you do? <laughs> mm, I guess I would pay the bill. I would pay the bill. I wouldn't want to embarrass them or anything, but I definitely would make a mental note to not be in that situation with that person again. You know, the friends that always, oh, I don't have cash with me. Bitch, every time? Like every time? <laughs> you, like it's sometimes, but every time? Hugh, what would you do? Pass the ass out. Because there's no such thing, there is no such thing in 2023 and, and don't have no electronic payment. That, that There's just no such thing. Cash App, Venmo, Zelle, um, PayPal, PayPal. And then if you got an Apple phone, Apple Pay. all of my card, Apple Pay, and then all of my credit cards are, are in my phone. So you don't, you don't even need your wallet. When people try to pull it, oh, I left my wallet. That's all right. You got your phone. Hand me your phone. Yep. I cannot stand when it, when it's innocent, that's one thing, but when it's a pattern, that's something else. I have a friend, right. Would always invite me on these group lunches and dinners. And 
I would always get there late. Like they would, I was like a last minute invite, right? They done ordered the Kobe beef and the most expensive liquor, everything. And then I come there and get my little ginger ale and my little, uh, you know, half a salad. The bill's $700. And she's always like, we should just split four ways. Bitch, you did this on purpose. And at first it, it happened. I was like, okay, whatever. Second time. It happened like several times. So it's like, I don't want to go out with people that I got to feel like I got to tell the waitress, put mine separate because that's why. <laughs> but I'm, I'm definitely, yeah, you're going to have to sometimes do that because some people will try you. Claudia, right. why you why you gather those chat? Look in the chat. I'm gonna tell y'all really quickly. Y'all know I always be with Miss Kenny. Miss Kenny, we be at the bar, and I'm at that bitch a sit there and drink all night. Then when they get ready to kick us out the bar, he talk about sis, sis. You got twenty dollars <laughs> alcohol. Now you knew you didn't have no money when you started drinking. <laughs> You put people in a bind. We have to pay it uh, yep. uh, or whatever. But party, what they saying in the chat? And El Freak says, that's why I carry a card reader. Oh, my God. I want to get one of those. <laughs> oh, my goodness. B. Simmons says, I don't have those type of friends. Um, so a B said, uh, not me, girl. Not paying. K. Unique said, pay the bill and leave my wallet next time. And then as far as the comment, the stories that people want us to talk about, oh, you are, y'all are messy. They want us to talk about Monique. Uh, Kyle and Mauricio divorce, Shirley Strawberry, and Peter Thomas. Ooh, child. We're going to finish this segment, then we're going to talk about <laughs> some of those suggestions. All right, what would y'all do if someone approached you and offered you $1 million on the spot to disclose all of your text messages on social media? $1 million, you got to show all your text messages. Would oh, you I'll give, yep. Yeah, you can see mine. Mine is dry, so... Give me my million dollars because you can look at all of mine. There's nothing in there that will get you canceled or anything? I don't think so. Mm. Mm. It's on social media, right? Or our, our texts. Our social media messages. Your text, all that. Yeah, your text messages. Is it text messages? Yeah. Go back. Cute. Um, I would have to decline. Um, I would have to decline. And the only reason why I would be comfortable declining is because what we do for a living it's likely that I'll be able to make a million, you know, in a couple of years and it wouldn't be worth the damage that would be caused <laughs> by airing out them text messages. What type of damage? Um, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't get higher. No, I just put it that way. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm with Q and I've already made a good amount of money. I won't say how much, but I've made money and, um, there's no way in hell y'all have access to my group chats, my Instagram group messages. I would 1000% be canceled by people who do not know my sense of humor. Absolutely the hell not. All right. The comments, the chat says, uh, Ashley Marie says, nah, they can keep that million. My dignity costs more. <laughs> we got some <laughs> secrets. Uh, Dr. Ladybug said, that's cool. I don't have anything to hide. And Q, they said, bring Miss Kenny on the show. Child, that'll be a key. We might have to do that one time. Yeah, yeah, y'all yeah, remember me and Kenny. Kenny is a key. Mm -hmm. Sure is. All right, what would y'all do if you only had 24 hours to live? What would y'all do? 24 hours to live. You have anything on your bucket list? You're like, I want to do this. No, I, if I only had 24 hours to live, I would write very profound notes to the people that I love just um, in an effort to make them feel comforted and calm with my departure and let them know what they meant to me and what the special moments were and something that they could keep forever that gave them some type of solace with me transitioning. Okay. Al, how about you? 24, hours, if, 24 hours to live. I think I would want to bring all my family to one place and spend my last days with all my family, my nephews, my nieces, my brothers and sisters, you know, both of my parents have passed on, but I think that's how I would like to spend my last 24 hours. No sex parties, Al? Come on now. <laughs> no, not, not but only 24 hours to live. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta get prayed up and ask for forgiveness so I can get in. <laughs> um, I think this, this makes me think about like maybe changing how I live knowing that I have more than 24 hours to live. You know, there's friends that you have that maybe there was a stupid reason why something got between y'all or a, a relative, like, and we both are standing on our squares, like they got to call me first or I got to, you know, maybe I think I would probably reach out even if I knew I was right about some situations and just bite the bullet and, and kind of make peace with people, like kind of tie up loose ends 
because I don't know. I, I think that would be really freeing with the last few hours left, knowing that you did your part to try to make things better with people. And then they can feel bad when they are alive and you're dead. Party, I got, it's a real funny comment down there. Um, who would have said, um, spend the rent money, spend the rent. Who that said, spend? <laughs> DP Johnson said, DP Johnson said, spend the rent money. I know that's right. I know that's right. <laughs> and y'all know a big gambler. If I, like, I would probably want to do one big crazy bet and then leave that if I win, like something like put a hundred thousand dollars on hard aid on the craps table. That will be $1 million for whoever I leave behind. All right. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I, I'm a degenerate. I, I, I admit that. Yeah. All right, y'all. That was lots of fun. We're going to keep that going. Coming up, rapper Fredo shares. Is it Fredo? Or am I saying his name wrong? Fredo, y'all know him? I'm 40, girl. I don't know her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this rapper in the tank top uh, shares his thoughts on men who pamper. I want to hear what he has to say. say. Stay tuned. <laughs> Welcome back to TJF. Shout out to the 4,800 people in the chat right now. Hit that like button. Thank you very much. All right, y'all. In the news of toxic masculinity, rapper Fredo shared his thoughts on men who pamper. Take a look at this. But yeah, man, you boys are too pampered up. Next thing you boys are going to be telling me, you brush your teeth every night. Not at night when, when Bay goes in the bathroom, wash her face, brush her teeth. No, I go hop straight in the bed. I only brush my teeth in the morning. Thoughts, Alice. Go to you first. <laughs> maybe that's how. Maybe that's how they do it in West London. He's from West Wilburn, London, right? I like the accent. He's a very attractive guy. I'm, I'm just not familiar with any of his music, but nobody is. Oh, chew. <laughs> <Chew. laughs> I just think sometimes y'all straight black men can be the most ignorant sons of bitches. It's ridiculous. These are the same type of men that think it's gay to wipe their ass with a baby wipe. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't, I, I don't, I don't like those type of type of dudes. And I always say this, um, you know, after I got comfortable with my sexuality, I would never, ever, ever, ever want to be a heterosexual black man because y'all have too many rules. You can't wear pink. You can't sit this way. You can't eat a popsicle. You can't eat a banana. Now you can't brush your teeth too. To be a straight black man. So I, I, I just be a sissy. I'm, I'm good at this. What he said was one of the most ignorant things I've ever heard. As a heterosexual woman, that would be in the same dating pool with him. It's, you think it's gay to brush your teeth twice in one day? Then what else do you think is gay? Do you think cleaning your ears is gay because you're inserting something into your ear? Do you think, I, I, you know what I mean? Like, where does it end? Like, to the point where you will, you will sacrifice your hygiene to not be perceived as, you know, homosexual. Oh, oh yeah. Get the hell out of here. That's why no one's heard of you, Fredo. The only Fredo I know is Fredro Star from Onyx. That's it. I don't know who you are, sir. And that's but, and then he doing meet and greets, talking to people's face and don't even brush his damn teeth but one time a day. How white do you think his tongue is? That tongue probably <laughs> white as hell. All kinds of bacteria. It's a petri dish. It's a whole damn petri dish. <laughs> Fredo, you're not a, you are a cute guy, Fredo, but please, you're not going to get far with the white tongue and have bad breath, and it's not gay to brush your teeth more than once. And you know what? I want to shout out Monique Anderson because I completely agree with her. She said he is too good looking to be this nasty. Instant turn off. Mm -hmm. I agree. Uh, Marcus Merritt said, I remember him about to kiss one of his homeboys on live. Oh, well, then there you go. There, there it is. Just like Ron DeSantis, I posted about Ron today. He's so obsessed with the community. They got to be something to it, just like how Mike, Mike Pence. I'm saying that. I, I, I agree. And I, I will say this. My life experience with black men have been the ones that are typically always deeming something gay or just every day something gay is on their mind. Those are the ones that are battling something. Yeah. Ron, Ron, we see you. We see, we you. see you, girl. 
Come mm-hmm. on over here, put this rainbow cape on, Miss Ron, honey. Miss Rhonda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, Michael Jordan has finally shared his thoughts on the relationship between Larsa Pippen and his son, Marcus Jordan. Now, Michael, he was spotted leaving a restaurant in Paris when a reporter asked if he approved of their relationship and his response was a loud no. What y'all think about this? Daddy Michael has spoken. How would you think about this? And how would you feel if you was Marcus? But listen, it's obviously something that they've talked about. And he probably had talked to his dad about, you know, taking it public with her. And he probably said, no, that type of no he gave was one like, I have never co-signed this. I would never co-sign this. And it also sounded like they may have a little history. You, are you trying to say, you, you thinking that Michael may have smashed Larsa? Is that what you're saying? Here? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. Allegedly. Now, Al, I don't know how the hell you deduced all of that <laughs> right. from a no. And I don't <laughs> say no is a complete sentence, but I do not Al, know. Al, we, thank you, Al. You tried it, Al. You did try it. <laughs> how you got from a no that they may have had some child. But to answer your question, Claudia, <laughs> I'm not surprised. But I don't care about what the daddy say. I want to know what Juanita got to say. That's what I want to know what Juanita got to say. Juanita well, didn't, Laura, didn't, didn't Larsa say they spent Christmas with some part of his family? So I wonder, was it Michael or was it Juanita? I guarantee you it was not Juanita as a black woman. She probably was like, don't bring that. I wouldn't be surprised if Juanita called her phone and asked her what she was doing with her, with her son. Mm-hmm. You know, black women good for that. What do you think that phone call was like? We got a little time to play around. What do you think that phone call to Larsa... Lassa, you want to be Juanita Funkin? I'll be uh, Lassa. I will, I will. Ring, ring, ring. <laughs> Hello? Larsa. Yeah? Girl, what is you doing? Uh, I just got Botox. What no, no, no. You don't, don't, don't play stupid with me. You too damn old to be messing around with my damn son. And to, to think that I let your ass in my damn house 20 something damn years ago, I knew you was no good and low down then. I told Mike, see, that's why me and Mike didn't fool up with your ass. You and Scotty too damn heavy. And I tried to like you, but turn my son, turn, sh- turn my son loose before I come around there and whoop your ass. And I ain't going to tell you again. But I love him. No, you don't love him. You don't love him. Go on over there and get Rob Kardashian. Leave my son the hell alone. I'm calling the police. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You have a little fun. I, I do not think it went well. I do not think that Juanita uh, approves of this. And Conspiracy 85 says, Larsa Ben Pippen. All right. Al, I, I want to know where you got that theory from. If you know something <laughs> or you just threw that out there. I don't know anything. You ain't do their taxes. <laughs> you ordinarily, he don't went to the to the south of France on the on the yacht. You didn't attend the inauguration with them, right? Listen, you know I well. You know Juanita and I have the same birthday. Of course you do. <laughs> Juanita and him were separated at birth. They're actually paternal twins. Exactly. <laughs> All right. I have to say though, he's probably one of my one of my favorite sports celebrities of all time. I mean, of course he's the richest. So of course he would be. (laughs) We see you. We see you. All right. Hey, check out this insane story. An Atlanta mother is behind bars after shooting her 17 year old son several times over an argument during an argument over a video game console. Jesus Christ. Is that her? What do you think about this story? Q, L, whoever wanted to. I know y'all get mad. I know y'all be getting mad when we instantly jump to mental illness with things y'all but i just think mental illness is running is more rampant and is a much broader spectrum than we think i mean something's not connecting a sane person knows if i shoot someone i'm going to go to jail so they don't go around shooting people a mother's first instinct is to protect her child's life so she didn't even shoot the damn boy one time she shot him multiple times. I know it's evil, but y'all cannot tell me that that person is not off in their brain to do something like this. Uh, Nikki Freestyle said, Al was in St. Bart's with Juanita and Mike back in 1987. <laughs> no, it was 2007. Yeah, they got, oh. they got it right. They got it right. Close. <clears throat> okay, Al, what do you have to say about the story? You know, this is actually really sad, but, but if, 
if her son is 19 and she's 31, how old was she when she had him? Mm, 12. She had to be like 12, 13. Mm -hmm. And she looked like a. <laughs> so maybe they... can we see the picture one? She looked like ASAP Rocky. We should have had we got a boyfriend. Who's the daddy? Where is the leg? We she have questions. She is the daddy. Okay. <laughs> can we see it one more time? Just one more time. He didn't say ASAP Rocky. That ain't that, Rocky. that ain't that ain't that boy, Mama. That's his homeboy. <laughs> okay. Um, go on to the next thing. Go on to the comments, Claudia. Go on to the, go on to the comments, Claudia. Honeysuckle eighty one says she wanted to be the sun. <laughs> Marcy Ashby said, "That's the damn shame over a game." And Tangie cleans Nick out of timing. Said this lady shouldn't even have custody of her kids. And offer kick says, and they didn't even charge her with attempted murder. Wow. And uh, someone, they're telling you to stop, Q. They said, oh, boo. Oh, <laughs> I can't with y'all. So many, y'all almost worse than us. Okay. Uh, ASAP Rocky. Okay. All right. A white woman on social media is being accused of blackface because of her love for self-tanning. <laughs> Look at this idiot. Oh, gosh. Okay, lady. Now, Savannah Grace has been using tanning beds for about three years and applies a fake tan every night. Grace said, I love tanning and being outside. I tan after workouts, before bed, in the mornings. I love the way I look when I tan. Do you think Grace is full of tan or is that just her prerogative? I mean, can we see the picture one more time? You know, Claudia, I thought about this story when, when we were reading it. And I'm going to say this, y'all. Black people stand down. Like, why are we mad? It would bother me if she was tanning deep and then walking around emulating a black woman. <laughs> then I'd have a problem. But she has been her everyday Becky self with this copper color skin living her life. It's not giving me I'm mocking black women. I'm mocking black people. It's giving me, you know, body dysmorphia situation. But I, I really don't have a problem with what she's doing. Okay, Al, what are your thoughts? How do you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we can't police people and how they want to tan. I, I, you know, I, I used to go to the tanning beds, but I had to stop because my dermatologist is the one to shed light on it to me. Not only can it cause damage to your DNA, but you can also get an increased risk of pulmonary disease from doing um, these self-tanning and these tanning booths. So maybe she needs to think about that. I used to tan a, a few times when I was in LA during the winter. And cause when I was on deal and no deal prices, right way to be in bathing suits. And then I, I stopped cause I felt, it felt creepy. It felt like I was damaging my skin. And yeah, this isn't a black thing for us. This is, she just wants to look like that. And I think she, she, I agree. She looks ridiculous and that's on her. That, yeah. All right. Uh, Tamika Scott, she's back in the news. Uh, she revealed that she was granted a temporary restraining order against Latasha Scott and Rocky due to them allegedly threatening her. Are y'all surprised or is this, yeah, y'all expect this? It's, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely surprised. It's gone too far. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it was already beyond far with the, the money, but the, the fact that you had to get it, that you felt unsafe enough to get a restraining order really is telling of where the relationship has gone. Um, and it's just sad because Rocky and Natasha, Y'all can't defend wrong and beat. Y'all can't do wrong and beat her being mad. You know what I'm saying? Give her the $30,000 back. And it literally would begin to fix all of this. But the fact that the court and the law don't got involved, I'm scared that these sisters, if they have not already done are about to do some irreparable damage to their relationship and family dynamic. I think they're there. I think they're there. And at this point they all have $30,000 to pay each other. I would think. Um, Al, what do you think about this? That's just sad. I agree with you. I mean, you guys keep me up to date with what's going on here, but I just don't like seeing families and successful black women fighting like this, especially because, you know, they are also intimately tied to each other in their careers, right? They still sing with each other. This is a, just a tough situation. 
Well, Latasha not in the group right now. You know, when she tried to go off and do gospel, do this album again, the girls kind of went on without her. So, yeah. oh, so she's not touring with them? No, not at all. <laughs> it's okay. you know, it's one thing, and I don't. We don't really know the, the 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 for real, for real, right? We can only speak on what we see and what we reports are. It's one thing if you get into it with your sister on your own, but when there's a man involved and people are saying that he's influencing what's happening, that's what really sucks because it's like. When that ends one day, you're going to snap out of it and be like, damn, I let this person get between us. That's allegedly, that's just a theory I'm just saying, you know, I hope it's from her heart and not someone else's influence. All right, real quick, let's get into this. Jay-Z's mother, Gloria, married her longtime partner, Roxanne Wilshire, uh, over the weekend in New York. The wedding was filled with their favorite stars from Jay-Z, Beyonce, Tyler Perry, Kelly Rowland, and Robin Roberts, just to name a, flu- a few. How do you guys feel about Gloria tying the knots? Al, yeah. you at the wedding? we the best man i'm very upset i wasn't invited to this one i'm gonna have to call my contacts i'm excited i'm excited that we actually get to see this side of jay-z's mother living our best life and that's with her longtime partner you know we don't we don't we don't know a whole lot about her it's good to see this though I'm, i'm very excited to learn more about her and her new wife okay q what you think y'all think tyler perry know that man mama what do y'all think Tyler Perry know his mama to be there? I don't know. That's a good question. Does Tyler Perry know Jay Z's mama? mama to be at her wedding? To be at her gay wedding? Mm. No, probably not. Probably just came to hang. Well, you know, it's just, it just maybe it was just a social event of the year. I mean, Al would go, and we would probably go. <laughs> We're going to get some free liquor if we go with Al because you know he's going to rob the bar. Like rob the damn like, people. Okay, he got a whole bottle of Ace of Spades from Missy Elliott. How did you know that? He stole again? No, he didn't no, steal it. She, gave, she gave it to him. You told me. I have it right here. You know it costs $22,000. I want to thank our special guest for joining us, Ms. Diddy. Thank you so much, and we will talk to you soon about that event. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Stay tuned for Inside the Black Box. We'll see you tomorrow. And also... We got to get people want to see here about Sterling Strawberry and Peter Thomas. Q, I know you know something you holding out on us. And I know, I know. And Al, I know you know something about Shirley Strawberry. We got to talk about this real soon. I, I, I'm going to ride past there tonight and see if, the, if, if, if it's still open. See if the lights are on. <laughs> I hope so, because we all like Peter. Right. And I don't Peter, need him cussing us out. You know he will. All right, y'all. Bye. Bye. <laughs>